listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, July 1st, 2012. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The next seminar will be held August 16th through 18th, 2012 in Dallas, Texas. See the website strategieswork.com for details. The SLA Alumni Event Webinar The journey of discovering your life purpose can be challenging. Periodically, you need encouragement, fresh perspective, and inspiration. This is the purpose of the annual SLA Alumni Event. The theme of the next alumni event will be blocks to your character development and therefore your destiny. This event will be August 2012. The event is exclusively for alumni of the Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. See the website strategieswork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Christian Takes Advantage of Non-Christian. Ever done business with a person who wears his or her Christianity on their sleeve? It can be an interesting experience. Consider, for example, the following story. A swimming pool contractor was a prominent leader in his local church. In the workplace, he was very vocal about his faith, passing out gospel tracts, and even had an ichthus symbol on his literature. After moving his company into a multi-tenant building, he decided to upgrade the lighting in his showroom. He hired an electrical contractor, another tenant in the building, to do the work. The electrical contractor, though not a Christian, operated a highly reputable business, largely because he practiced the golden rule. He was happy to extend a fellow tenant credit and perform the work. The job was done on time, on scope, and on budget. The pool contractor was completely satisfied. The electrical contractor submitted his bill. A few months went by and the bill remained unpaid. The pool contractor dodged the electrical contractor's efforts to collect Finally, the electrical contractor made a personal visit to the pool contractor, expressing his frustration. The pool contractor contacted the landlord to complain about the electrical contractor's visit. The landlord's relationship with the pool contractor was not good either. The pool contractor was frequently late paying his rent, plus routinely violated the landlord's sign and parking rules. Because of these issues, the pool contractor technically was in default under his lease. Furthermore, the landlord uncovered the truth regarding the unpaid invoice. The electrical contractor asked the landlord to evict the pool contractor and offered to assume the lease. The landlord, a Christian, was very grieved over the situation. He knew the electrical contractor had been mistreated, and he knew that based on his experience, the electrical contractor took a dim view of working with or for professing Christians. Professing Christians mistreating non-Christians disparages Christ's name. The Apostle Paul told the Colossian believers that they were to conduct their work as Christ's representatives. See Colossians 3.17. He also said the work was to be performed with sincerity of heart and submission to their bosses because their ultimate boss was God. Colossians 3.22 and 23. 
When anyone works as God's representative, righteousness will be the overarching value, and righteous people pay their bills on time. But the pool contractor did not represent Christ well in this transaction with the electrical contractor. The question is, why? What is the root issue? May I suggest that the root issue is the pool contractor's bad theology. If you believe that spiritual reality drives physical reality, then you know that bad theology produces bad results. Likewise, good theology produces good results. What bad theology affected the pool contractor? Perhaps it was Greek dualism. The Greeks famously posited a dualistic theory of reality. Their thesis was that tangible physical reality was evil and intangible spiritual reality was good. This theory in various forms has been widely accepted up to current times, even in the professing Christian community. Today, the common paradigm of Christianity elevates the view of so-called spiritual callings, such as pastors, evangelists, Bible teachers, missionaries, and so forth. These vocations are frequently referred to as higher callings. Conversely, callings to the workplace are commonly viewed as second-class callings. Do you believe that your calling, assuming you know it, is as important as Billy Graham's calling? Now be honest. If you answered no, then you are to some degree dualistic. If God created the universe and declared it to be good, which he did, then he must value the universe, which he does. Furthermore, he created man as the highest order of beings to assert his rule and reign over the universe. And if God is sovereignly in control of his universe and creates with intent and purpose, then all humans are created individually and personally by God to bring forth his rule and reign. Therefore, God created each person with intent and purpose and calls each person to a worthy vocation. This truth was noted by the reformer Martin Luther and is part of the historic dogma of Protestant Christianity. But somewhere along the way, it was lost. According to Nancy Piercy in her book Total Truth, the Greek dualistic paradigm was emboldened in the 18th century revivals known as the Great Awakening. Piercy's thesis is that narcissistic revivalists who were rebelling against the Puritanism of their day redefined Christianity. Instead of recognizing the divine mandate given to humans to bring forth the rule and reign of God, Christianity became simply a ticket to escape hell. And in the meantime, Christians seemed to live as if they had license for workplace irresponsibility. In other words, by professing Christ as Savior, they had a ticket to heaven and could hunker down and live as they wish and wait until either Christ returned or took them home. Either way, they no longer saw any value in workplace callings. The assumption was that the workplace callings are not valuable to God. And if workplace callings are not valuable to God, then professing Christians who embrace dualism will treat their work accordingly. Applying this to the pool contractor, it seems clear that he embraced dualism. He seemed to give no thought to how his actions at work reflected on Christ. His business was little more than a human attempt to evangelize. He was oblivious as to how his business practices were sabotaging his witness for Christ. Greek dualism in all its various forms is an enemy of biblical Christianity. The biblical approach to work is holistic and therefore work is intended to be a holy activity, a way that we worship and bear witness to the truth about Christ. Therefore all listed vocations are valued by God. The values, principles, and practices that Christians adopt in the workplace reflect on Christ. 
May the Lord give us the grace to work with such excellence that His name will be glorified. And if we work this way, then Christians will never take advantage of anyone, including non-Christians. <laughs> 